This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe Sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better media host or looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month free. And with that said, enjoy the show. This is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, Will Ospreay, and you are listening to Busted Wide Open. Thank you. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, but if this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you to episode number 234, 234. That's really cool. My name is Nick Howell. And enjoying another thrilling episode of CWE, the Charlotte, Charlotte Wrestling Entertainment, Charlotte Flair. Then, now, forever. <laughs> I am Sir Ian Dangerous, and welcome to Busted Wide Open. That's right, we are the podcast that discusses all of the haps with the graps for the entire week. And right now, we're here to talk about Monday Night Raw, which just happened Yay. last night. And also, Nick, for the first time in months, we're going to discuss... New Japan! Oh. Because New Japan is back, everybody. New Japan's coming back with the New Japan Cup. They released the brackets. Nick, we're not just going to talk about Raw today. It was the it was the go-home Raw for Backlash. You've got your brackets right there. I see it, Nick. I see it. i got my brackets right here. We're going to bracketize. We're going to bracketize New Japan. But we got to talk about something else first, Nick. we got to talk about the go-home episode of Raw. But we can't do that, Nick, until you do some housekeeping. And then we can get on with the show. Dear God, you've got me all wound up. I know. Oh, God, I'm shaking. New Japan back. BWOPodcast.com. Come join us on Facebook. That's a really good place. But where you really should be is Discord because that's where the action really... This is where the magic happens. BWO Cribs. Discord. All kinds of good stuff. Andy Jessup hosts Throwback Chat where he's going through all of the 90s. All of the 90s! Every show and pay-per-view. All of them. All of them. Uh, so if you want to hang out and watch some of that, do some watch parties along with Andy and a bunch of other folks in there. Uh, Esme hangs in. out in there. Lyle, uh, all kinds of folks are, are in there well, almost every yeah. night uh, doing throwback chats. So definitely check out the Discord. You can find the link down in the description below. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BWO Podcast. We stream live right here at YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, and every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. But that's not all. We also do BWO Daily, so you want to make sure you got your notifications turned on because we put up a new episode of the hot newsy type news things every day around 5 p.m. Eastern. So you should be looking for a notification if you got those turned on. So make sure you got them turned on and make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're subscribed. Last but certainly not least, thank you to all of our patrons. 
Patreon.com slash BWO is the place to be. It is the best place to support, uh, best way to support the show as well. You can find all kinds of re- exclusive reward tiers over there, such as show notes, bonus episodes, sweet swag, all kinds of good stuff, uh, all happening over at Patreon.com slash BWO. And if you were here live and you were happen, you would happen to hit exclamation merch, you would probably see a link to a place where you could go buy some all new. Busted wide open merchandise with some of our catchphrases, logos, our fun faces, and all kinds of good stuff. Uh, but you can also find a link to that down in the description below if you're not live. If you are, Nick Guard One is going to deliver your purchase for you right here on stream. So a little bit of benefit to do it right here while we're live. But as you mentioned, Ian, all Charlotte all the time. Man, it's just, oh God, we got to go talk about Monday Night Raw. So, Oscar oh, and Charlotte voice there, yes. are being promoted as, oh my God, we're going to have Oscar and Charlotte Oscar again. Oscar and Wait. Charlotte again. Wait, they're going to give this away this time on Raw. Mm. Charlotte's back. She lost the title, spoiler alert, at NXT TakeOver in your head. It's been 48 hours. It's fine. She now, lost the title Sunday night. It was but, 24 hours. When this happened, it was 24 hours since she lost the title, but she was back on Raw. Right. Like, saying, basically, I didn't get pinned. I didn't submit. Io Shirai did a backflip onto Rhea Ripley's face while I was trying to tap her out, and I didn't know what was happening. Next thing I knew, I didn't have a belt anymore, but it's okay because I'm here on Raw to challenge Asuka in a non-title match, but we have this ongoing thing, Asuka and me, where we just keep fighting, and it's, hey, I mean, it's always a good match. It is. We were supposed to start the show with said match, but that never happened because as Asuka came out to the ring, she was interrupted by Sasha Banks and Bailey. What are they doing on Raw now? Well, they're now the women's tag team champions, and since they're not brand specific, they don't have a Raw tag team champion. Uh, they're just the women's tag team. They can go to either brand as, okay. as they see fit. What does so that have to do up? with a match between Charlotte and Asuka? Absolutely nothing, Nick. Yeah, exactly. But hashtag but, wild card bullshit. <laughs> but they made it make some sense. Not really. They made something just kind of happen here. Yeah, Sa- Sasha was, and Bailey came out to talk smack to Oscar. They were interrupted very quickly by Charlotte, who talks smack to both of them and calls them garbage. Um, and then they're all interrupted. By the Iconics. And at this point, I don't know if Asuka can roll her eyes anymore. She's sitting there going, I just want to have a match with Charlotte. All of these other twits come out and interrupt me. So we have the Iconics in the ring saying, hey, we were trying to get those titles off of Bliss and Cross. And now we want to get them off of you. So we're here to announce that there's now a triple threat women's tag match at Backlash. Sasha and Bailey versus the Iconics versus Alexa and Nikki. Okay, Uh, we needed this time to tell us this, but this all breaks down, as you would imagine, and all the women start rumbling. So, of course, in traditional throwback to Teddy Long fashion, this all ends up in a tag team match where we have a triple threat tag team match. So, basically, like it's going to be this weekend, only instead of Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, Charlotte and Asuka were forced to team up because now they have their their big match together as the main event of Raw, which, you know, they didn't have another main event. They just threw that. I, I don't know who plans these 
Raw events, Nick, but they must have the hellish, most hellish time promoting it to everyone who's coming to see it because, you know, you're told this this is going to be the main event and then they can change the main event as the opening of the show happens. That's just crazy. I've never seen another place be able to pull yeah. that off. <sighs> yeah. All right. So here we are. We have a triple threat tag team match. The Iconics, Bailey and, and Sasha Banks, and the unlikely team of Charlotte and Asuka. <laughs> and as, as you'd imagine, Nick, it doesn't take long before Charlotte and Asuka breaks down, blind tags, hurt feelings, egos bruised, if you will. I, and Billy wanted, I wanted to see Asuka and Sh I came to Monday Night Raw. La I didn't get to watch it live last night. I had a lot of work to get done. But when I, I stayed up till 2 in the morning making sure that I watched Raw because I was so in to see Asuka and Charlotte have another banger match. Yes. I had heard from earlier that it was they gave them a good 30 minutes. They gave them like, like a third later on. Spoiler alert. Sorry. We'll talk about that later. But I was just like, oh, God. Okay. I got to go see this. And, and this is what they opened up with. This is and what they opened up with. Imagine my impression after everybody had built me up so that I stayed up all night <laughs> watching this. And this is what I opened. And I, went, I almost came to the group MF and a few people going, what are you talking about? This, this right. is not what I signed up for. Right. Well, <laughs> to their, I mean, but here's, here's the weird thing. Okay, so from a, from a Booker standpoint, you want to build excitement for yes. a women's tag team triple threat and for the main event of the show, which is Charlotte versus Asuka. That's all you got to do here. What you do is now they built excitement for Charlotte Asuka because at the end of the match they broke down and you know got into a shoving match and feelings were hurt and super kicks were thrown, et cetera, et cetera. But that was after. Uh, Charlotte tried to take out Billy Kay, got blind tagged by Oscar. Oscar uh, blind tagged her. She went up for a moonsault. Oscar uh, comes in, puts the Oscar lock on Billy Kay, taps her out, which is very auspicious for the Iconics going into a title match this Sunday. It's great. It's exactly what you want is to have one of your title contenders tapping out the last show before your your pay per view. That's you know, yeah. great so call there, guys. Make them make them look serious, like they're actual Ma contenders oh, yeah. for the title. Yeah. Very, very, very serious. There's more of that on this show, too. It's great. Um, but then, so you've built for that. But as I was just saying, you've kind of killed the momentum on this whole supposed triple threat. You've made one of the team look like a joke. The other team isn't here. And then the champs are just kind of not even involved in any of this. They're just out here to talk smack. Now, to be fair... You had Bailey and Sasha come out later during the Oscar and Charlotte match to talk smack from the, the announcement table. And Billy Kay and Peyton came out to beat them up and chase them off out of the ringside. Yeah. So this did come back later. But it was still kind of much ado about nothing, Nick. It didn't yeah, it, really it didn't mean anything at that point. It was like the damage was done earlier in the show. You've got three hours to fill on Raw, and this felt like filler. It felt like they were reaching for something to fill time. And it didn't really do much for anybody involved. We ended up having Charlotte and Oscar anyway later in the show. And we got that 30-minute 30 30 banger that everyone said it would be. Um, but even here, I've really got to take issue with the booking of this match. Because this match was booked to make it feel like Oscar and Charlotte know each other so well. They had counters upon counters for all of their moves. But Charlotte definitely by the end of the match was dominating. 
I'd say the entire second half of the match, oh, yeah. Charlotte had an answer for everything that Asuka had, and Asuka just couldn't get any traction. It made Charlotte look like she was better than Asuka. There was even a spot she tossed Asuka out of the ring and said, this is your Raw Women's Champ. So she made Asuka look bad. And then at the end, after 30 minutes of build, 30 minutes of a great match, we're building up. I was waiting for Asuka's, you know, comeback. And, and finally, maybe sweep one, out, sweep one out over Charlotte or some sort of, you know, what, something, something between the two ladies where it's inconclusive. They end up having a finish that is a schmoz finish by having Nia Jax suddenly run out to the ring. Asuka gives her a hip check off the apron, eats a super kick from Charlotte, one, two, three. Asuka loses to Charlotte. So the Raw Women's Champion, even though, yes, she was distracted by her opponent this Sunday, just lost as well right before she has to defend her title on Sunday. So now, not only does Charlotte come back and dominate this show, including having a talking segment in the middle where Asuka comes in and slaps her, which was great. She's all over this show, and she beats your champion. Now, you can say, oh, well, you know, her challenger ran in and caused the DQ finish. You gave him a half an hour match, and that's how you end it. <laughs> it's, it's running a marathon and shitting your pants in the last half mile. Yep. It's, it did not leave a good taste in my mouth. It didn't seem to leave a, taste in, a good taste in anybody's mouth from what I've been reading. And I think the thing that we really need to address here right now, Nick, is the elephant in the room. We've talked about it on a few of our other shows, and that's Charlotte Flair. The overexposure, the overpresence of Charlotte Flair. And it's something that's a, a pretty hot topic in WWE right now. Obviously, we've been making fun of it so far on the show, but let's actually like let's get to the nitty-gritty here. Okay. Um, we've alternated defending Charlotte's winning the NXT championship and going to NXT and defending it over there, even though she's still it's she's been on all three shows. NXT Raw and SmackDown with that damn belt. So Nick, I'll I'll put it I'll put it plainly. Okay. Is Charlotte Flair being overused and is she being booked too strong? Before I answer that, oh, a real quick shout out to Line Drive Kyle. Ten bucks in the tip jar or in the uh, super chat. Thank you very much, sir. He says that ending of the main event broke me in terms of watching Raw live. Storylines go nowhere. Ideas and matchups run run into the run into the ground, and big advertised matches never end cleaner. They smosh. So I'll I'll address that in just a second. I wanted to just set that up as a little, sure. Dang a little carrot out there. Sure. Uh, also, butters butters uh, asked when the last time was Charlotte was pinned clean. I have no idea. On a pay per view, she's only been pinned to a finisher once, and that was with a distraction. She's been pinned three times to a finisher to a move. On uh, on pay per views, but two of them were in multi person matches, singles matches, once with the schmas. You you asked a very pointed question, and, and it's it, or I, I use the phrase from time to time diminishing returns, and I think the newness of Charlotte Flair going back down to NXT, accepting Rhea Ripley's challenge after the Rumble, uh, after her Rumble win, and you know going out and getting it off of Rhea. After that awesome match at Mania that we had, just fantastic. And I think her showing up over the last couple of months on TV in all three places to be a sort of mouthpiece with the NXT Women's Championship worked. 
Sure. But, but, she ain't the champion no more. Right. You don't use her in the same way. The last thing they needed to do was bring her to Raw the night after she lost a title. Well, you nailed something there. She's not the champ anymore. She's Charlotte. And Charlotte asks, acts the same way if she has a belt or not, which means when she gets a belt, in some ways, it just is taking the belt away from somebody else. So diminishing um, returns, what I was getting into there was... So they can't put her in a feud. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? Can you not build a, some kind of storyline with Charlotte, or is she just, like you said, then, now, and forever, she's just always going to be there? But to the point of diminishing returns is that it works in the beginning, and it works when she's champ, and it elevates her when she shows that she can go across all three brands sure. with a championship and is undefeated, but now she's not. And, and let's she be clear. Get to do the exact, and, and it's just going to wear on people's nerves. Right. And it's going to be a short-term thing. Here's the thing. I want to make it clear. I think Charlotte is probably one of the best women working in WWE. She deserves to be the main attraction in the women's division. It's, it's pretty much her and Asuka are yeah. the best woman female workers in that company. However, you've got dozens of women. You have tons of TV time. It doesn't need to all be about Charlotte all the time. And an interesting thing that, that came up, and it made me think a little bit, and actually in some ways get even more frustrated, was Charlotte said, yes, I am on all of the brands right now, but if you look at it, it's not about my story. I'm there in other people's stories. It's about Rhea's journey to being able to overcome Charlotte. It's about... Uh, Oscar, the fact that she can, she doesn't seem to be able to beat Charlotte. It's about uh, Bailey being a heel champ, but that's the thing. At a certain point, it falls apart because it is still all about Charlotte specifically in those stories, right? It's not about someone else's journey per se. It's about someone else's journey in relation to Charlotte. She's still the the rock of Gibraltar that everybody is guided by, and I think that that in, in a lot of ways that her being such the hyper-focus of everything is starting to wear on people. The third hour of this Raw, that half-an-hour main event, was the lowest-rated segment, the lowest-rated hour of Raw ever. Ever. And I know ratings is really weird right now, but that's still, that's not nothing. So, it's... It's frustrating because, again, Nick, you and I both respect the hell out of Charlotte. We think she's a great worker. Uh, Charlotte and Asuka, I'm automatically excited if you tell me that match exists. Yeah. And if the story they are building here is Asuka needs to figure out how to beat Charlotte, and at some point that pays off, then I'll shut my trap. And this was a good way to build towards that, was have Charlotte looks like she just got Asuka's number, and Asuka just couldn't do it here. Right? But if this doesn't ever pay off, for Asuka, then this was a huge blunder and a misstep and unnecessary and they could have done so many other things better than have Charlotte look dominant against your champ right before she's got to go defend her title. I'm pretty it's sure just, I said on... I agree with you. I wholly agree with you. I'm pretty sure I said on our NXT In Your House recap show Sunday night that... or, or when I, No, it was on Saturday when I was picking. I said Io Shirai was going to win the women's championship on the show... Because I think Charlotte is going to go after Bailey on SmackDown. Asuka's got other stuff to do. They kind of did all of that <laughs> on Raw. They brought Bailey and Sasha up 
Why is yeah. she going after Asuka when Bailey needs to get rid of her SmackDown championship because she's the tag champs now? Or are and they going to get the and, tag past the tag? And champs? Charlotte can't beat Bailey. It's one thing they've established, which I just, is I can't keep up, dynamic. man. I, I I am I am struggling with how much they're all over the place with the booking. I thought Nick booking was bad. Holy <laughs> shit! No, we dude. all thought that. No, but this is this this is the thing is I don't feel like they're all over with the booking with Charlotte. It's consistent. She's booked insanely strong. That Whether or not with. she's got the belt. And whether or not the person that she like, if if you're if you want Charlotte to look that strong, if she has to get her win back and look dominant after not even getting pinned on your pay per view, and the idea to to bring her to give her something back is to have her dominate your Raw champion, who's being established as a world ender herself. If that's your idea, then why, if you've got to have Charlotte look strong, why do it against your Raw champ? Yeah. Why? There's other options. So it's like the whole thing was just a head scratcher, and like and yeah, why bring Bailey and Sasha over? You've got other women on Raw. Why not say Charlotte and SmackDown? Exactly. You, why, you've got more female talent on Raw. Has anybody seen Shayna Baszler? We're who? We're, we're looking. Who? Shayna. Sarah Logan. Is oh, Shayna Baszler. Anywhere? No. Right. And the super chat, Chris, nineteen seventy-eight, with two dollars. Thank you very much. He says, "My eye holes." <laughs> are tired of Charlotte. Uh, take, my eye holes are not tired of, of Charlotte. Take it what, out of my eye holes. What I am tired of is booking that makes no sense or booking everyone else at the expense of Charlotte. That's the second part. The second part for me. Like, th this is, we finally got Asuka back to a position of prominence, probably the best position she's been in since she was NXT Women's Champ. You know, hold on, Nick. Let's let's rebook this main event. You have the okay. same main event. They're competitive. They both know each other so well. But at the end, Asuka starts pulling away. Asuka looks like she's finally got an edge on Charlotte. Charlotte, maybe she's a little shook up from losing her NXT championship. Maybe there's a distraction from Sasha and Bayley. Whatever it is, you know, nothing significant, but just her mind isn't all on the match. Whatever it is, like Charlotte's a shook, something like that. Asuka starts pulling away. Nia distracts Asuka. Charlotte gets the win. Charlotte gets the win. Oscar looks strong. Charlotte still looks strong because it's Charlotte. She took Oscar 30 minutes, and they've shown that they're back and forth. Or even if Oscar doesn't get the pin, they throw the match out again. Whatever. If if Oscar got that tainted victory after at least looking like she could hang with Charlotte, which she didn't hear, again like the WrestleMania match with Charlotte and Oscar, it's not the outcome. It's how you get there. It's how you have Oscar lose after looking strong against Charlotte. You know I don't what? know. I then, feel like the WrestleMania what match was the ending, not how they got there. I think the match itself was phenomenal and the Charlotte shitty tap winning, out at the end. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't Charlotte winning. It was the fact that Oscar tapped out so oh, quickly. That. 100% agree. Absolutely. Right. Same thing with this it's one the tonight. Story, it's, it's the Schmoss finish with Nia. Why couldn't they interfere with Charlotte and let Oscar have the win? Yep. Yeah, it's about the and again, and that would give Charlotte something to fight for. And and to, I you don't know. mind Oscar losing. I don't mind Charlotte winning. It's just how they got there that made me go, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" <sighs> but that wasn't the only thing on this RAW that made me scratch my head, because we had MVP trying to have a VIP lounge segment. He thought he was going to call out Bobby Lashley. He was talking about this genetic abnormality. This guy who is head and shoulders beyond everybody else, a once in a lifetime talent. 
I give you, and then Drew McIntyre's music hits. Brilliant. And Drew comes out wow. and says, um, yeah, you know, Lana and Lashley are having a little thing backstage. So I thought, you know, you were talking about me with all these descriptors. I thought I'd come out and say, hey. Yeah, he was saying the guy with the most devastating finishing move in all of WWE and Drew's music hits. And that, that was, I, I, <laughs> I did a good, good chuckle out of that one. Exactly. So out comes Drew to get in uh, MVP's face. They jaw a little bit about the, uh, the upcoming match. Uh, and then as it looks like McIntyre's about to beat up MVP, Lashley shows up. And uh, McIntyre sort of manifests up. out of nowhere just, yeah. for behind him. <laughs> All of a sudden, <laughs> Lashley's there. And uh, headbutt, Drew McIntyre still pulls off a headbutt on MVP and walks away anyway. Lashley lets him. He headbutts him and turns around and looks at Lashley. Yeah. <laughs> what you gonna do, mate? Yeah. What are you gonna do? It's your move. <laughs> Good move. Uh, but out come the Viking Raiders to interrupt the whole thing. So Drew McIntyre gets out of the ring, and Lashley has a tag match with MVP against the Viking Raiders. Well, you know, two weeks ago we had them versus the Street Profits for some reason. So we might as well get the other half of the if you can do anything, I can do it better weird gimmick angle that's going on right now. So here come the Viking Raiders. Drew McIntyre sitting ringside. Street Profits come out to sit with Drew ringside. It's very crowded out there, Nick. I want to I I posit something to everybody. Physical Please. conditioning aside. Positize. Okay? Positize, yeah. Physical conditioning aside, imagine if Paul Heyman was cutting a promo with Brock Lesnar standing there. And all of a sudden, some random tag team walked out, and they were just booked into a tag match with Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. Wouldn't your head explode? Uh, well, yes, That's because what, Paul so, Paul Heyman is is shaped like a dodgeball, and he, MVP is actually a I very athletic man. I understand this, I'm, and that's why I'm saying physical conditioning aside. If we're just talking about advocates, managers, etc., we're trying to build a championship match. Why is MVP getting into tag matches with a contender for the WWE Championship? I think this. I think you've hit the nail on the head, Nick, because this whole thing ended up with Lashley essentially taking out the Viking Raiders solo. He spears Ivar outside and taps out Eric inside and then beats them up until Drew comes in to save them. And then as Lashley runs up the ramp, Drew's posing with his belt. So this whole segment was about Drew McIntyre and Lashley, but you've thrown the second biggest tag team in your tag team division under the bus as well now in this whole build. Congratulations. The, Vi the Viking Raiders were just props here. They were furniture for this bigger feud. So once again, you've got a whole bunch of extraneous stuff for this feud. Instead of the women's tag teams, now it's the men's tag teams that are playing window dressing to your top feud. Now, again... The top feud is really good. Drew and Lashley is a great. It's a that's a great match. They look great together. Lashley, by the way, is doing some of the best like you know physical expressions and, and movements that he's had in WWE. He looks like a, a freaking monster. Like him and Drew, I'm loving that dynamic. It's everything else they're throwing into this gumbo that isn't necessary. If you've got you know a nice filet mignon. You don't cover it with all – you don't throw a whole bunch of ketchup on it trying to make it taste better. What are you doing? We don't we – don't, I don't need all this other crap. It's like so you're making a good Charleston, Charleston stew gumbo and you just throw some pieces of fried chicken in it for no reason. Why not? I've got or, fried chicken right over here. To yeah. Boop. What the hell? 
Why not? I got some extra eggs in the fridge. I'll throw some eggs in the gumbo. <laughs> Why are there eggs in the gumbo? Can, I don't know. They were there. Can, can you say filet mignon again? Filet mignon. 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 That's how it's pronounced. Okay. Like guacamole and right. awa. Cool whip. <laughs> cool cool whip, Brian. <laughs> cool whip. Uh, say, this say, is, o- this is will, overbooked will AF. You're, you're, you're ruining the raw tag team division again when it was probably in one of the best spots it had been in since you know before the releases. Things were clicking. Say what you want about the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits. We will in a few moments. Um, but this is it's it's been decent. But this is just this is just way overbooked. And what you're doing is you're not only burying the raw tag division and making them look like chumps, you're also detracting and and oversaturating something that could organically be very good. And you're taking eyes off of what could be very good. I don't understand why it's so muddled like this. Will in the chat. Perfect. He nailed it, dude. After Lashley speared Ivar and stared Drew down, I was hyped. Me too. There you go. That, that, that stare that Lashley gave Drew, I was like, ooh, got the goosies. That spear yeah. that he gave Ivar looked like he cut him in half. I hate spears. And that was a damn good spear. That was a hell of a spear. <laughs> that was a hell of a spear. That's what I'm saying. Drew and Drew and Lashley is it's gold. It's good to go. I just I I'm not sure that they need all this other stuff, especially because let's talk about the fact that also earlier in the show we had, I hope, the final segment of this anything you can do, I can do better uh, off between the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders, this time a decathlon, <laughs> 10 sporting events, five each chosen by each team. Um, and this was like, the we- like in weeks past. Uh, this was silly. It was very, very silly. Ivar uh, beating Montez Ford in a, in a pole vault. <laughs> was the Yeah, that was the final one. was flying Ivar. Or Air, Air Ivar. Raise the, what is it? Raise the pole. Yeah. Um, raise the bar. That's what it is. Raise the bar. Yeah, you had, you had archery. You had sword fighting, which Montez Ford just was like, no, I'm not going to just quit. I'm not going to do it. There was, uh, they had like stick fighting where they were pulling on sticks and one of the, like, the street privates went into a whole big, big swimming pool of milk. Um, again, like like with all of these segments, it's stupid fun. They edited this one well so that the jokes, the timing was was funny, it was punchy. It was dumb entertainment, but the problem was it was dumb. Yeah, and it doesn't do anything for these tag teams. You now establish that they they like each other, that they have a camaraderie. But what does that do for them in terms of wrestling? What does that do in terms of the Street Profits of the Champs? Okay, are they going to ever face someone for those titles? Do the why Viking Raiders? Why are they care? out for Lashley and McIntyre? Why? Yeah, what do they have to do with the Lashley-McIntyre feud at all? Why are they in a match with Lashley and MVP? Why is Lashley taking yeah. out both of your tag teams single-handedly, your top, your top tag teams single-handedly? Oh, we need to establish are, him as a monster... Oh, okay, what you really do is you make them look like chumps that they couldn't even take one guy down. If you wonder why your tag team division doesn't get over after you bury your tag team division, I don't, know what to shit. T- I don't know what to tell you. Like, if that's, if that's your mentality, the tag team division just can't get over. Okay, book them to lose against a singles guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I, but, huh, uh. 
No, so, he needs to look strong. He needs to be able to take out two tag teams. Right. So in order to get I to can't Drew McIntyre. No one takes our tag teams seriously. By the way, have them flop around in a pool of milk. Yes. Have That'll them in a turkey it. leg eating contest. Yes. Have them pull turkey legs out of a bowling machine. Have a giant <laughs> fat man run through, pretend to do hurdles by running through them. <laughs> Let's all laugh at the fat man being considered more handsome than the slightly less fat man. It's, it's war an on- machine. It's an ongoing joke. Ivar is so handsome, uh, and Eric is not so much. Uh, uh, again, it's on on some level, Nick. It is. It's stupid entertainment. It's kind of fun, but if you look at long term, what this does to these guys, it's not good. It's ruined. It's not they're good. Ruined. It's not what you want to be doing. You, I don't know how they're going to turn this ship back around from this silliness that all these guys are involved in. Street profits will survive this because they've always been that kind of a team, very over-the-top, very goofy. How do Viking Raiders come back from this? <laughs> got nothing, huh? I got nothing. Uh, you know, I, was it Jay had the... Yeah, Dynamic Jay had the idea in Chad. Put him in clown suits. Uh, if you're going to steer into this, turn it up to 11. You know what I mean? If I mean, they're Make already, them look like clown... You already got face paint and stupid deer horn headdresses they're already on in, like spirit halloween viking costumes right. what more do you want from them they're already kind of halfway there so uh. mm, mm, mm. grumble grumble um i'm gonna grumble less about this though the u.s title picture we had a triple threat match andrade versus angel garza mm. versus kevin owens winner gets a shot at apollo cruz's u.s title at backlash Great. We've built for this for a while. This is my favorite uh, way to build feuds, by the way. Th- yes. Here you go. Yep. Here's, it makes sense. Okay. These three guys have all been in contention for the U.S. title. They've, they've had action over the last few weeks, whether tags or singles. Andrade lost his title to, to Apollo Crews, so they all have a reason to be here. There's an established relationship between Garza and, uh, and Andrade, which unraveled throughout the match. They started fighting with each other. Zelina Vega got knocked to the ground because of it. And at the end, you had Kevin Owens give a stunner to Angel Garza, but then get shoved out of the way by Andrade. Andrade gets the pin and continues his feud with Apollo Crews at the pay-per-view. And while that's not, the, to me, the most exciting one because he just lost it to Apollo, at, at least we know we're going to get a damn good match on this pay-per-view from the two of them. And, okay, fine, if that's how you want to book it, that's not, I don't think, that's not a bad booking decision. No. All I- around, this isn't bad booking. This is all you know, well, you one kind of paint equals- yourself into a binary corner, though. You're either going to chump Apollo or you're going to double down on Apollo and kind of do the same to Andrade. Right, but again, it depends on how. It depends on how Apollo beats him. Does Angel Garza cost Andrade the match? Which I think would protect both Andrade and Apollo here. So this could, also be a long, this could also be a long-term thing. You could, you could run all these guys on the U.S. title scene all summer. Yep. So this, I think, they're on the right track. I and love multi-person. I love multi-person matches to determine number one contenders. The beauty of this is that there's all kinds of storyline here between Kevin Owens, Owens and Andrade, Kevin Owens and Garza, uh, Apollo Crews and Andrade. Uh, you've got the inner turmoil of LIWWE happening, continuing the fallout after they've lost Austin Theory to the Monday mm-hmm. Night Messiah. Now it looks like we're we're having Andrade and Angel Garza butt heads, and Zelina Vega is not happy about it. So you got all of that going on. I love, and in, amongst all of that, you're now having a triple threat to, between, including two of three of them, to have the number one contender. Yeah, this is my favorite way 
to present contenders to championships is via these kinds of storylines all coming together in a triple threat or fatal four-way, and then that person goes and has their title match. I hope it's not a schmoz finish, but I almost need it to be because there's really yeah. no good way out other than Apollo retaining. And I, I'm not against a schmoz finish, you know, just yeah. as a schmoz finish. Like, it, sometimes they work. It's Again, it's just how it's done, uh, much like how Angel Garza tried to improve international relations with Zia Lee. That man's still going for it. He's still going for it, man. He was ordering out for some Chinese food, and I applaud him for that. So, she's spicy, don't you know? She's spicy. If you follow her on, on Instagram or Twitter, she's spicy. Yes. Very spicy. She likes the spicy food. And uh, as we all know, Angel Gaza is very, very spicy indeed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was also more build for the Edge and Randy Orton match. And Nick, the fact that we've spent most of this podcast so far talking about Charlotte Flair, and we've actually used the term Charlotte Flair more than we've used the term the greatest wrestling match ever, is actually a disservice to how this show was presented. Because if you took a shot every time they said the greatest wrestling match ever, you'd still be drunk and probably in the hospital. Because, dear God, they're driving this home. Fifteen times. Fifteen <laughs> You'd times. You'd be in the hospital. You'd definitely be in the hospital. No, no I looked it up. Uh, I think it was Simon that counted, said it on Twitter. Yes, Simon Miller. Yeah, he said, uh, I'm that nerd. To- and if you average that out, it's five times an hour. Mm-hmm. that they're making a reference to the greatest wrestling match of the all greatest. time. The greatest. Edge has even gone on ESPN and he said, man, I wish they hadn't done that. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish they hadn't. You're speaking for all that. of us, Edge. Yeah, and even, you know, Randy Orton's on Twitter calling it a, a, a rib. What a rib. Like, they know it's stupid. Edge was even saying, like, you know, when they first told him that's what they were going to promote it with, he was like, you guys are kidding, right? And, they, and he was like, very quickly realized it wasn't a rib. He thought it was a joke at first. Because you know what? It should be a joke. This is it. What are you doing? The best way out of this is RKO 30 seconds. It's done. But it's already been recorded. They've already taped it. And from what they've said, it's a very competitive cerebral match. You're going to call it the greatest wrestling match of all time. and It's not even going to be live. You're going to edit it to try to make it better. Oh, come on. It's just, it's, it's just joke after joke on this thing. Like, I, and I'm sure it's going to be good. But what what kind of insane advertiser wh- who who is in charge of their marketing who said this is a good idea let's do this and then they were like that's a great idea we'll do that let's go completely to eleven on the hyperbole train and and this is what we get it reeks of Vince it's madness it's madness isn't it yeah am I crazy here no. But we did get Christian back on Monday Night Raw, and we got an edition of the Peep Show. And I'm going to say uh, I got drug along here because I Christian Christian took me along for this ride. I yeah. didn't I didn't figure out what he was doing until it was done. And I was oh I was like oh my oh, Christian, so Christian, these are some fighting words here, man. Christian comes out, gets in the ring. Edge comes out, gets in the ring. The 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 audience that's forced to be there starts half-heartedly chanting, you still got it, you still got it, until someone says, thank you very much, and they all shut up. Yep. <laughs> ah! uh, and then Christian tells Edge, hey, man, I'm really happy you're back. I'm, I'm proud of you, everything. But, I, you know, heading towards this match with Randy, I want you to know that, like, as your best friend, 
I feel like you're running on fumes. Um, you couldn't have pulled off the quote-unquote greatest wrestling match ever in your prime, let alone now. And he's, I'm just being brutally honest with you. It's just tough love, but you don't got it anymore, basically. And Edge just looked absolutely eviscerated. Uh, he played Edge played this perfectly, where he was just like, "What are you? I didn't. I completely blindsided by my best friend. What the hell is this stuff?" And Edge just kind of stumbled through, saying, "Look, I've yeah, I've got myself doubt, um, and and the expectations for this match are so out of control. I wonder why." With that name, um, and then Christian came back and said, "Just don't do it. Just go home. If you're not going to go out there and give your best, then just go home. Just don't even do it." And Edge just looked absolutely crushed. Like somebody had sucked his soul out of his body yeah. almost, you know? Just and then Christian, Christian, and but, but then there was that turning point where Christian basically gets in his face and is just like, get out of here. You don't deserve to be back here. And Edge starts getting pissed. And you can see Edge starting to fire up and Christian gets right up in his face and goes, there it is. There it is. That's what I was looking for. That right there. That intensity, that fire, that anger, that that lack of self-doubt. And he calls out Edge's mom. He's like, you know who believes in you more than me, more than that crowd? It was your mom. Because she was at the, you know, she was the front of all your shows. She was in the front row of all your shows. And if she were still around, you know she'd, she's still there. She may not be around anymore physically, but she's still there for you, Edge. And if you can't do this, you, you dishonor her. You, she's behind. She's got your back too, man. And Edge, starts, Edge gets a nice, nice big manly tear on one yeah. eye. And then Randy goddamn Orton shows up on the monitor and cuts an old-school promo saying he's basically going to destroy Edge of the show. Um, I love the whole, hey, 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 Edge, (laughs) (laughs) that he did on the Tron. Yeah. I'm going to leave you a broken man, Edge, and I'm going to end your career and send you home packing to your wife, Beth, and your lovely girls, Lyric and Lyric and... Rose, a rumor, whatever his other girl's name no, is. Rumor I'm sorry. is uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, I know. It's yeah. with the ha ha. <laughs> Lyric and rumor, they sound like Hollywood baby names. Yeah. Lyric and Rose, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall, Nick, we've got this huge hyperbolic statement above this match. And these guys are coming out and making it a very personal story about one man getting over his ish. If you will, yeah. like there's this there. Here's monster Randy Orton. Who's tricked edge into this match. He's got edge in tricked him into his lion's cage. That's the, that's the story we're being presented. And edge doesn't know if he can do it anymore. And here we have his best friend giving him tough love until he's mentally ready. This seems like a very like subtle personal match between edge and Randy Orton. There's a lot of, personality details and character details here but then it's under this really like <laughs> obnoxiously huge statement that's promoting the match did this make the match feel like more of a big deal or did it double down on it just being kind of a quiet personal match all i can think of when i see that greatest wrestling match ever is the life of brian uh monolith <laughs> Right, just how it's like <laughs> sloped back, and it's almost like carved out of stone or metal or something like that. I don't know, man. I, listen, I'm never going to be upset at Randy Orton versus Edge. I can't wait to see the match, but this shit is stupid. It, it's it's long overdone. Week two weeks ago now, three weeks ago now. But and, this segment, do you think this segment, like if you took away 
that title of the match, right? Oh, if you took that away, love it. Would this yes. would this all be working? Totally. So the only the only thing that's not working is that title. Then. Yep, it's ruining everything else. Okay, that's that's basically what I was getting at. Is, is, yep. is you, I kind of feel the same way. Where I feel like they could they they put this from blazing hot at WrestleMania, and then they brought it down to a simmer, and now it's down to like a nice little boil. You know what I mean? Like it's it's simmering nicely. Doesn't need to be on flash fry heat here. We're on, you know, we're on a nice, nice rolling boil. But with that title above it, it makes us think it's something else. That it's not. That it's not, and it's not going to be. We should be nuts about this match. We should be absolutely frothing at the mouth that Christian came back out to Monday Night Raw and the fact that he's in the ring with Edge again. But you know what? Yeah. It's overshadowing all of that, too. Yeah. Just kind and of that's what really... Oh, if I can pick the energy back up here a little bit. That's what really grinds, winds me grinds up. your gears. Oh, grinds my gears. God, I want Edge. and I would love to see Edge. What if Christian's ringside and distracts Randy and Edge ends up getting uh, one over on Randy? and like The possibilities are... But you got that stupid-ass thing that they're calling out every 10 minutes that I can't get past. Show. Yeah, I don't. I saw The Greatest Showman. It was fantastic. It was fine. It's Hugh Jackman. He can sing. <laughs> They can't. He can. He can wrestle. He's been in WWE. He's thrown a punch. That's a good working punch. That guy. Yeah. He's a big boy. Yeah, not that big, but he's big enough. They're not going to stop now because the show's Sunday. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I mean, oh no, 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 Nick. They showed us do- on this show. They're not going to double down. They're not going to triple down. Fifteen times they're going to go down on this. Uh, they also are doubling down on the Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio feud. Ray out to talk about his uh, prognosis with his eye. I mean, we just got talked about this last week. Maybe his eye's gotten better in one week. No, it's still the same thing. Doctor says he's good, but he's worried about him having action because it could be bad. It could get an infection, so he's got to take it easy. And then Seth Rollins, who kicks out Byron Saxton from the uh, commentary area, tells Ray, 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 you're retired. I retired you. Stop trying to come back. You're messing everything up. Just be grateful for me and just stay away. And in the middle of berating Ray for everything, out of nowhere, Alistair Black leaps over the table and tackles Seth Rollins to the ground. Uh, I, <laughs> apparently, you literally, Alistair... you literally got an oh shit out of me <laughs> when, when that happened because I wasn't I ready for know. it. <laughs> oh, but this was all in uh, preparation for the tag match Alistair Black and Humberto Carrillo versus Austin Theory and Murphy. Which I was psyched for. Oh, hell yeah. I always watch these guys wrestle. They gave him like, what, six minutes? And all of a sudden, Murphy eats a knee. One, two, three. The match is over. And we proceed into a rehash of, I think it was two weeks ago, where Seth basically just has Murphy and Theory uh, hold Carrillo and Alistair in place, and he stomps them into the dirt. And then they stand tall. He says, give him the law. He's not even calling it the proper finisher name anymore. He's just calling it the law. I'd like it being called the law. If you want to change his stomp from the cur- like curb no, no, stomp Murphy's to law. the law. No, oh, the, give him law. the law. Give him the law. I see yeah, what you're saying. So then, he, I wouldn't, then Murphy picks him up and gives him a Murphy's law, which still looks nasty to me. I think just calling a, a move the law yeah. <laughs> would be he's, great. He's laying down the law. He's I, laying you know, down the law. I love the it. law is coming for you. No, I, I still want dubstep techno Viking back. I don't know where it's it's long gone at this point, but man, oh, yeah. I pine for those days. Hey, man, you can always go watch uh, Super Showdown in Australia, where he won I'm the mine. cruiserweight championship. But Murphy's finest moment. Yeah, so good. But uh, yeah, it was a little sad that this match was over so quickly. Uh, another segment where 
there's a whole lot to do about nothing. This was a, you had the first half, which was a rehash of last week, and the second half, which was a rehash of two weeks ago. Yeah. Literally the same thing. Like I actually had to check and make sure I was watching the right show because I thought it was the, it was the same thing. Alistair was wearing different trunks. That was it. So that's uh, Rollins that's came out to, came down the ramp wearing the mask this time, and it seems like it's a one up end, from the, yeah. from what it was what it's been previously like. Was Did, the, or they keep dialing it up. That was the one tiny little like extra. But this is the this kind of the definition of spinning the wheels on this, yeah. and I, 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 there's not even going to be a match with any of these guys on Backlash, from what I understand right now. None of them are on Backlash. We're waiting till next Raw to have any kind of thing with Ray. They're not having any of these five. So Alistair not Black, right Roberto Carrillo, Murphy, Austin Theory, and Seth Rollins have no matches. As of right now, no. What the f is going to be on the pay per view? Edge and Randy. Edge and Randy and Bailey and Sasha Oscar versus Naya? Nikki and Oscar and Naya. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This was disappointing where I've got, you've got all these guys that are so dynamic and such good workers, and it's right now, and maybe it'll be better next week after we get past Backlash, they're spinning their wheels. And it's just weird that this, they, they didn't lay this out in a way that led to something for the pay-per-view. Like, why, are, why aren't we having... Up. Seth versus Ray at the pay-per-view, like the revenge angle. It's, it's weird. Why aren't it's we weird. having Murphy versus Alistair Black? Those two guys Again? just, yes, Why not? fight or forever. Seth, Seth versus Alistair Black. Something. Sure, sure. Something. something. Strange. Something. Strange, very strange, Nick, but it was a very strange episode of Raw overall. A lot of stuff that really kind of led nowhere. Lots and lots of wrestling, lots of very good wrestling, uh, but just a lot of storylines that just kind of fell flat or didn't seem to make much sense, or didn't seem to have a point. So kind of a disappointing episode of Raw, Nick. And, after, and they've been on a roll lately. So For this a go-home of... show to a pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Kind of sad. Kind of sad, Nick. But let's move <laughs> on from a somewhat disappointing Raw over to the other side of the pond, because once again, we get to talk about New Japan. <laughs> The New Japan Cup is back. I want, I want, back. To, paint, I want to paint a picture. <laughs> okay. So, la, so last night, okay, I'm, Dexter I'm, Loomis, go ahead. I'm sitting at my computer, <laughs> and my phone sits on a little stand right here in front of me, and so I can, like, out of the corner of my eye, I can see things. And I'm working uh, on something else. I think I'm working on making a video or doing a podcast or something. And and all of a sudden, phone a spooky phone. ghost. It was a spooky ghost that came through, and I don't don't look at me, honey. Oh wait, you, something else happened. Something no, that I'm not sure what happens in your house, but that okay. that's not what happened here. So all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I see my phone light up, and it's a YouTube notification that says, uh, "New Japan in JPW Global mm-hmm. YouTube channel going pr- premiere." <gasps> so I open it, and it's it's the the GM, the president. Uh, just sitting down at a table, and I'm going, what's this? English subtitles on. He spends about 10 minutes going over all the safety precautions. I'm like, and? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So much prefacing. So much prefacing. Right. We're so sorry. We're so glad that we were able to provide safe conditions, all of this kind of stuff. And? And? (laughs) We're going to have this special event called Together Forever or whatever it's actually called. Yeah. And, and? and come on, yeah. <laughs> he says. And then we're gonna have the new Japan Cup starting on July. 11th. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> oh, it's terrible shit. 
Uh, and I, I absolutely, and you guys might have seen the post where it was just, ah, all the way down. Nick, Nick marking out over the return of New Japan. <laughs> oh, uh, man. How could you not after that Takagi and Osprey match that we got? It, it was the best match last year. That came out of oh, New Japan Cup, well, did it not? That was the best of Super Juniors. Oh, I'm sorry. Missed, I'm sorry. Which but, we missed. Which we missed. I'm sorry. Oh, we did miss. It's okay. It's oh. okay. It's, it's not like we're going to be suffering here. Like, it's still going to be a whole bunch of great New Japan wrestling. So I, I agree. So, the, only, the only downside, Nick, is that because of travel restrictions, we're missing a lot of people. There's no Jay White. There's no Osprey. Uh, no Moxley. No Lance Archer. No Jeff Cobb. Um, we, we're not going to have Kenta for some reason in this. I'm not sure why Kenta's not in this. Naito is not involved, although the winner does get a shot at Naito's belts. Um, so it, it is a little disappointing in the terms that they had to fill a lot of the holes here with young lions and juniors and new Japan dads, but it's still like, it's the return of new Japan. Like it's come on. We've been so spoiled lately with how incredible their roster has gotten that when we get a, a, a very good-looking car like this that's just not, you know, world-ending, we're kind of like, meh, meh. But, yes, it's a good-looking car, Nick, and I, I am looking forward to grabbing. We're gonna, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take this tournament, and we're going to bracketize. We're going to break this down right now, our predictions for the New Japan Cup. Nick's got his flapping in the breeze right there. Um, <sighs> all right, so... There's bracket A, the left side of this sucker. All kinds of names here. The first match, the first four matches are going to take place on July 16th. Uh, excuse me, June 16th. June 16th, like less than seven days away, about a week away. So let's run down these matches over here. The first night, first match, Togi Makabe, Yoritsuji, one of the dads versus one of the young lions. Who do you have winning this one? I think Makabe is champ. Former multiple-time champ, by the way. Yes. I think Makabe is going to pull this one off. I do, too. Suji's got a lot. Like, he's got a hell of a career in front of him. Yeah. And if if he does pull off the upset here, I'm actually not going to be too surprised. Same. Um, not, it won't it, matter, though. It, it, <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, it would still be, like, a nice kind of nod for him to take out a guy like Makabe. I think Makabe will pull off in the end, but yeah. Uh, the uh, next match, Tomohiro Ishii. Stone Pitbulls in this versus El Desperado from uh, Suzuki Goon. Yeah. High flyer, junior heavyweight. I think we're both on the same page here, Nick. Ishii's got to be taking this one. Yes. And goes on to face Makabe in the next round. Yes. Okay, so we're on the same page here. I don't think we're going to disagree too much on this. Except no, the this 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 bracket's pretty straightforward. There's pretty, uh, pretty straightforward. the left side over here, especially where we're at now. The right side, there's some. There's some right side, right side I don't know. Yeah, mm. block B. We'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Toriano versus Jado, which Toru seems Yano. to be. I've got Toriano too. Yeah. That you, you're not going to have him in this and have him taken out by Jado, so Jado can have two matches. Yano's absolutely going forward. Right. Um, this is an interesting one. Tomoaki Honma versus Hiromu Takahashi. I love that Hiromu's in this. Yes. Um. But they have been like Hanma is kind of an enigma. There's some matches where they'll just give him a win, and I'm always shocked. But then there's other ones where he'll he'll be like the pin eater and he'll job out randomly. So who do you have here? Remember Takahashi's the junior champ right now. I know, and I have well. There's other things that happened earlier in the year that are influencing my picks heavily. 
Okay. So I'm picking Hiromu here. Absolutely. I think so too. And I, I can't wait to see Toro Yano and Hiromu in the second round. Uh, now we get to the interesting side of the bracket. This the, the day two, the 17th. Kazuchika Okada versus Gato. He finally gets his hands on his former mentor and trainer who betrayed him to join with Jay White. Finally gets his hands on him in a match. This is just going to be... It's going to be a murder, is it not, Nick? Uh, yes. <laughs> this, is, this is embarrassing. I... I you know, this is the, fallout from Gato taking Jay White and leaving Chaos. There, there's all does, kinds of good stuff here. Does Gato sneak out an upset and book himself to win this? Is the question. No, I, I'm, I'll be curious if the Bullet Club doesn't come down and mess with well, Okada. Yeah, yeah, does he book himself a win here to mess with Okada? I'll tell you right now, you take it. you take Okada out of this block, and it is it is just become the Wild West. Yep. Because I'm a, a spoiler. I'm booking Okada to go to the finals here. Because there's really no one else in his way. Next up, you've got Yuji Nagata versus Murder Grandpa Minoru Suzuki. In an old man Um, match. (laughs) Well, these guys have had a feud going for almost 20 years now. Yeah. They they had a great match at Wrestle Kingdom 7. Like, they've been been doing this for years. We got another another installment of Suzuki Nagata who can hit each other harder. Let's also not forget here uh, that... The president during his his announcement last night said that eat every other night there was going to be a special match. They didn't tell you anything about what it was or who it was going to be, but or who it was going to be. That could just be you know promotion. That could be something really cool. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We shall have to see. Uh, also on this night, Yuya Uemura, Young Lion versus Yushinobu Kanemaru. Um, I, I this have is Kanemaru. a coin. I think Uemura might take this. I think this is going to be one of the upsets. I think I think the young lion's going over here. Hmm. I really do because you have one of the lesser members of Suzuki Gun. Um, I think Uemura's taking this, and then going on to the next round versus the winner of Gabriel Kidd and Taiji Ishimori. Uh, Ishimori's kind of a perennial junior contender for the title. I've got to pick Ishimori on this. I'm one. picking Ishimori as well. Yeah. Um. So that's block A, round so one. A, Let's look at o- Okada Ishimori there in that block. Um, you ended up with? Not, well, we haven't gotten to that point. Let's go to the 24th oh. show. So, so I've, got, um, I've got Makabe and Ishii yep. in that first match. And I think Ishii's going over there. Same. So, so Ishii's going over. And then we've got Toru Yano and Hiromu Takahashi on the other side. Yep. And that's tough. That's tough because you never know. Toroyano is the master thief. He and Hiromu are going to have an insanely entertaining match. Yes. That's going to be a lot of fun. If this, if that this might happens. be the sleeper match of the whole freaking if thing. If this happens. But does Yano sneak out a win over the junior heavyweight champion is the real question here. No. I, I think so too, but only because I want to see Ishii versus Hiromu. I really want to see Ishii versus Hiromu. Like. Yeah. Take all my money and put that in my eye holes. I want that. Uh, the other side, we've got Okada versus Suzuki. <laughs> oh, I, oh, always going to be awesome when that happens. And then I've got Uemura versus Ishimori. You've got Kanemaru versus Ishimori. I think either. I think both of us agree Ishimori is going on there. Correct. Okay. So then the next show, we've got um, Ishii versus Takahashi versus Hiromu, yep. which, is, which is awesome. 
And you've got Okada versus Ishimori, yep. which is also awesome, even though it seems like a little bit of a little lopsided because Ishimori is a muscle hamster. He's tiny, but it could be cool. That could be a really cool match. Yep. But I've kind of I've got Okada and Ishii coming out of those two matches, and then Okada beats Ishii to go on to the final. You're not gonna like me. <gasps> what did you do? I've got Okada and Hiromu. Okay. And I have Hiromu with the upset. Oh my god. I'm Really? I'm the one who has this cat and you're picking Hiromu to go all the way to the finals? I, I have because of things that happened previously with Naito, yes. Wow. I have Shocked Hiromu with the upset over Kazuchika I'm Okada here, what? in the here. left block. Daryl wants you Is that Gerald? That's Gerald. Gerald. Or Darryl? Okay. Well, you know, Daryl's brother Gerald. I'll let right. him sit here while we're doing this. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, I have I have Hiromu Takahashi in the final My of the left God. bracket. My goodness. There you go, guys. You're a madman, is what yes. you are. Yes. Nick Booking strikes back. All right, B block. B block. Revenge this is of where the shit- Nick. <laughs> <laughs> B block's where it gets really interesting because you've got a whole bunch of wild cards over yeah. here. You've got Tanahashi versus Taichi on the first night of B block. Um. I hate Tai Chi, so Tanahashi has to go forward on there, right there. <laughs> I, pick, I pick Tai Chi, actually, to upset You son of a bitch! Tanahashi. You picked Tai Chi over Tanahashi? I did, but it's not going to matter because Kota Ibuchi's in the, in the next match. Yeah, <laughs> you got Ibuchi versus Zack Sabre <laughs> right. Jr. in the next match. He's yeah, beating Zack Sabre. Right. He's beating whoever is coming out of that first match. Right. He's beating Tanahashi or Tai Chi. Either way, uh, I agree with you. Uh, Ryusuke Taguchi versus Sonata is also on the first night of B Block. Sonata's got to Sonata. be Taguchi here. This is not, yeah, that's not even a thing. Uh, and then Sho versus Shingo Takagi I'm sorry, is the Sho. final match of night one. You're going to get murdered. I don't, this is, this could be a bracket buster right here. Could be. I'm pick, I'm now, I'm being safe and I'm picking Shingo. Yes. Good. But that could absolutely <laughs> be a bracket buster. I don't think so. I think Shingo's going to murder him. I, well, I don't know. They have, they randomly push Sho and Yo. They randomly give them big wins. And having, uh, while I think that Shingo and Sonata in the second round might be cool, a little bit of, you know, Los Ingobernables infighting is always fun, they might want to avoid that storyline right now. And if they do, Sho picks up a surprise win here. I certainly don't see Taguchi picking up a surprise win over Sonata. So I think Shingo is a little bit more vulnerable right here. Huh. Interesting point. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm but sticking I, with Shingo, Shingo Sonata. I'm still, I'm, still, I'm, I'm sticking with Shingo. Yeah, because I, I'm playing it safe, but I'm just throwing it out there right now. If show wins, I ain't gonna be surprised. Yeah, not too surprised. I won't be shocked. I'll be surprised, not shocked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, day two, we've got Hiroyoshi Tenzan versus Yoshihashi. Uh, one of the dads versus one of the newer guys. This one is, I think it's because it's Tenzan. If it was someone like Nagata or Kojima, I would have a harder time with this. But because it's Tenzan. I think Yoshihashi's taking this one. I picked Tenzan. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Interesting. Only well, whoever. Because other than Makabe, I haven't really picked any of the other. Any of the dads? Any of the dads. And I think. Yeah. We'll talk about more about that in a minute. Again, it's okay. one of those that aren't going to matter that much. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because the next match is Yo versus Bushi, which I think is a coin flip. It, I, it but truly I, I took... is, but I, I, Yo's going to get misted and Bushi's going to win. Oh, you think? Yeah. No, I think Yo's taking this one. 
Oh, finally we got our first disagreement then. I've got yo. I've got yo taken. Well, with the second one, you took tens on. Oh, that's right. So, in this same but again, okay. But as you said, it might. It, well, it might matter. We'll see. I think Yo's got this one, and then the next match, Satoshi Kojima, ten cozy. You got ten. You could have a ten cozy match. Actually, I'm looking at this. You could have a ten you cozy could. match. You could. Ten tens on wins. Kojima wins. Goes through to round three. That ain't gonna happen. They're not getting around. No. The two guys aren't getting around three together. No. No. Bread Bread Club is gonna go down to evil in that first match anyway. Right. Because it's versus evil. And then you've got Hiroki Goto versus Yujiro Takahashi, the Tokyo Pimp. So you you might have you might have Tokyo Pimp alone. Or nah. or you could have the whole bullet club there. You could have, well, you already have the bullet club. Yeah, that wasn't what I was thinking, but that's neither here nor there. You're th- you thinking I was of Peter? I, I, I might have been. Yeah. I, yeah. Of course I, you I might have. I might have been. Uh, Evil versus and Hiroki Goto, Goto. Uh, at, I think, could be the sleeper match of the maybe the whole tournament. Yeah, I think we agree that Goto's going on, Evil's going on. Evil versus Goto is going to just be a slobber knocker yep. on the 1st of July. If big they boys have doing big boy things. Yeah, and then so we've got, so you've got Tenzan versus Bushi. I've right. got Yo versus Yoshihashi. Oh, wow, okay. Either, but here's the thing. It doesn't matter who comes out of that because none of them are beating Evil or Hiroki Goto. Correct. I have Goto so, going all the way. Oh damn! Yep. I've actually got uh, I've got Evil beating Goto and going on to the seven two show. Okay. Um, and then at the top, let's go down this because you've got Taichi winning. We got a, you've got Ibushi taking that whole bracket up until night uh, to the second. And then the lower side, you've got Sonata versus Shingo. Who wins that one? Shingo. Shingo. So you have Shingo versus Kota Ibushi, 7-2. Ooh, that's a sexy match. I like that. I've got Sonata going through to that. I have Sonata versus Ibushi. Mm, Sonata that's versus, too. Sonata versus Ibushi, and Evil goes Evil or Goto, you've I, got going I all the way through. I have Goto facing Ibushi in the final of that bracket. You're a madman, is what you are. I know. I've got uh, I've got Evil versus Yo. Evil goes on to the seven three show, and on t- I have an upset. I've got Sonata beating Ibushi, and Sonata and Evil meeting on seven three. Sonata and Okada is my main event for the eleventh in Osaka Joe Hall. So, so I you've have, got her prom- in my final promo. four. I have Ibushi versus Shingo with Ibushi winning and going to the yep. final, going to the uh-huh. semifinal. And I have Bushi versus Goto with Goto winning to face Ibushi. Mm, that's a good match, too. That's a really good match. So my final is Hiromu Takahashi versus Kota Ibushi. And because of, oh. events, because of events that happened previously in New Japan after Naito won at Wrestle Kingdom, I have Hiromu Takahashi. Oh, stop it. Upsetting what Kota Ibushi. What events? After uh, he and Naito had the thing in the ring where they laid all the belts out. Yeah, they were going to have like a, a showcase match. I want to see Hiromu Takahashi go. You face, want your match that you missed? Face Naito. Saying. Wow. Wow. I'm not Pull mad that at you. Trigger, Gato. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I think it's very unlikely if Gato does pull one over on Okada in that first match. And there's that shock upset. Then I think it might be wide open for that. I'm not going to lie, but yeah. I don't think that I don't think that Hiroma's going through Okada. Okada has to be taken out at some point, and they're in the same bracket. So, oh no, they're not. They're in separate brackets. It would have to be right. 
At, yeah, it had to be. It have end. to be Suzuki somehow or disabling him. I think that's the or one. Gato, like I'm saying, Gato. Or Gato. Gato pulls up. Gato password. could have all of Bullet, Club, Bullet Club out there, and yeah, yeah, something like that. I mean, you don't have your heavies like uh, like Kenta and Jay White, but there's plenty of. You got the Other Gorillas. Guys? You got Fale. Yeah. Yep. Other guys are around. Yep. I I think my main event's a little boring. Okada versus Sonata, with Sonata finally getting another definitive win over the guy he was only able to beat once. Um, and I, I, I personally think it's time to elevate Sonata or that boy is, is go, he's going to leave <laughs> at some point. Sonata is going to be like, I'm not happy with just being permanent mid Carter. Yeah. Um, what's that so picture think, with all of them, with all their titles and Sonata is the only one that doesn't have a championship. Right. So what, I mean, that made me think like, what if Sonata goes like for Naito and it's not for both belts. It was. It wasn't officially announced. It was for both belts, was it? Naito said before yes, he wants for to both belts. It's 100%. for both belts. It's for both belts. That throws a that throws a ring in it or a, a, a wrench in it. Hmm. So with mine, you could potentially have Hiromu three belts. <laughs> 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 Which makes perfect yeah. sense in Nick Booking world. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Uh, I need to put this cat away because I think it's affecting your mind. No, I, I, I picked all those before you put oh, Gerald goodness. out. You're a madman. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is our bracketology <laughs> for the New Japan Cup, which is starting in a week. A week. Who oh, do you God. have winning the whole thing? Sonata. Wow. That's as much of a stretch as my Hiromu Takahashi pick. It is not way less of a stretch. Way less of a stretch. You're going to tell me Sonata is going to go through Shingo Takagi, Kota Ibushi, and Okada? You're telling me that Hiromu Takahashi is going to go through Ishii, Okada, and... Oh, come on, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's what and I'm trying Toriano? to say. Yours is as crazy as mine is. Okay, then. Calm calm down. <laughs> Sonata. Cold Skull. Ter- Hiromu. Right. Junior heavyweight. Right. Come on. I love me some Hiromu. I said I would be very happy if you're right. But all right, ladies and gentlemen, that is your new Japan update. <gasps> it's so nice to have them back, Nick. I can't stop smiling after that abysmal raw. Yeah, it was it such it a relief to see that uh, presser come out from New Japan last night. Uh, I wanted to like Raw so much this week, too. I kept looking for good things. But you know, Nick, that's actually something that our next segment here is for. And that is what we like to call our moment of positivity. The mop. The moment of positivity. That's right. It's the segment where, thanks to our listener, Sean Clark, we have decided that we are going to spread some joy and love back into the world by picking the thing over the last few days in the world of wrestling and sports entertainment that gave us the warm fuzzies inside, that made us feel happy, that made us smile, something positive that we can look back, even though we bitched a lot on the show today. More, we, we bitched more than normal on the show today, Nick. We did. I think we we got we to pick a nice big moment of positivity to leave everyone on a nicer note going back out into the world. So what was your moment of positivity for this week? And I'm going to throw this out there right now. The return of New Japan doesn't count because that's obvious. That's too obvious. Okay, well, I had two. That was one of them, so I'll remove it and go Io Shirai winning the NXT Women's Championship. Finally. (sighs) Finally. And I I hope they don't chump her. You know what I mean? 
Yes. Oh, so here's here's a match at Extreme Rules with Charlotte Flair where she's going to drop it right back to her. <laughs> you know, just don't do that. <laughs> oh God. Kid, come keep it positive, Nick. Yeah, keep I'm it sorry. Positive. Moment of positivity. Io Shirai is your NXT Women's there Champion. Was streamers. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Io Shirai is the NXT Champ. Oscar's the Raw Champ. That's good stuff, man. Yeah. Bailey's your SmackDown Champ. As far as the women go, Bailey and Sasha are your SmackDown are your tag women's champs. Keith Lee is your North American champion. Apollo Cruz is your U.S. champion. Mm. Nobody is your is your Intercontinental champion. Vacant is your Intercontinental champion because you can't have a guy like Sami Zayn off somewhere holding it hostage uh, down there where he's staying in Cuba. And uh, yeah, and then Drew McIntyre. A Scott has got your your WWE championship. So that's pretty good stuff, man. That's good stuff. Not gonna lie. Um, okay, well, my moment of positivity. I'm gonna go to NXT as well. And actually, it's a it's a it's a funny little thing. On the same show, um, my buddy Andy lives out in the valley. Not not the Andy that we both know. Yeah. He's a buddy, long long term buddy of mine. I've known him for a couple decades now. We go way back with wrestling. He's one of the people that kind of fell out of watching wrestling during the whole rise of Roman Reigns. He just couldn't take it anymore. So he stopped watching about five years ago. Every once in a while, he'll dip his toe back in. And I happened to like throw him a text while we were all sitting there on Discord watching uh, NXT TakeOver. And he still got the network because it's 10 bucks a month. Why not? Yeah. So I was like, hey, dude, NXT's on. It's pretty good. So he turns it over. And proceeds to mark out for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, about Keith Lee. Had never seen him before. No idea who he was. The second Keith Lee comes out, he goes, who the hell is that guy? Exactly. He looks like an old school capital W wrestler. And then he proceeded to watch Keith Lee toss little Johnny Gargano all over the place. Work like a big man. And I, I, you know, at certain points I was saying, oh, yeah, yeah he's, he's a great big man. Uh, he can do a moonsault. And t- you know, all the crazy things we know Keith Lee can do. So my moment of positivity is my boy Andy's mind getting blown by our dude Keith Lee. The Limitless. Yeah. My boy Andy basking in the glory that is your North American champion, Keith Lee. Nice. Very positive moment. Really good. Really mm. nice. That's that's a good one. That's it's yeah, funny. Even both... Chris, even Chris uh, 978 in the chat, he says, don't you forget, forget about, about Keith. No, don't, no, don't, no, don't. don't. That was probably really what, out of sync. Sorry. Guys. One of these days, we'll actually get our internet synced up here and we'll be able to sing that properly so people know we're not just complete idiot white boys. But. Well, we're both somewhat musicians. I think we could record it on our own and sync it up. <laughs> well, that's... Well, We'll figure that out. It's not a bad idea, actually. Oh, well, there you go, guys. There's the show. New Japan's back. Oh, my God. We're going to have that starting next week. The New Japan Cup. What? Oh, my God. It starts next. Is that Tuesday? Yes, next Tuesday, the 16th. First matches that first night. Makabe, Suji, Ishii, El Desperado. Ah! I can't wait. I'm so excited. 
Thank you very much for tuning in, guys. Special shout-out to everybody in the live chat and for all the super chats. Thank you guys very much. Chris1978 and Kyle, thank you guys for uh, your contributions. We much, much appreciate it. Make sure you guys are subscribed here to the channel so you can get uh, notifications anytime we put up a new BWO Daily every single day, Monday through Friday, as well as get act, uh, act, or, uh, notifications for all of our Tuesday and Saturday shows, as well as our patron mailbag at the end of the week. We got a lot of stuff going on here at YouTube now, Ian. We're we're kind of we're kind of big deals on YouTube. We we do a lot of stuff now. It's not just a podcast anymore. That's right. Sort of, sort of more of a YouTube show than a podcast now. So Some if you sort guys of strange, are... <laughs> strange hybrid like Island of Doctor Moreau, right? Monster human thing on YouTube. So if you guys are just listening to the audio version of the podcast, you're missing out on half the fun. Come over and hang out with us at YouTube.com/slash Busted Wide Open. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Turn your notifications on. All that good stuff. Yes. And, like any videos that you may watch and enjoy from myself and Syrian Dangerous. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. Come find us over on Facebook and get into the discussion group, but more importantly, get into the Discord. That yes. is where all the fun magic happens. You can look at all the fun memes and news stories on Facebook all you want, but the live chats and the interactions with the phenomenal ones in the community happen in Discord. You can find links in the description below or uh, just ask anybody uh, in the Facebook group. They will gladly give you a link. Uh, last but certainly not least, our patrons. Thank you guys so much for all your support. We really appreciate it. Patreon.com slash BWO. Again, links down below if you need those. Um, but you can get access to all kinds of exclusive rewards over on Patreon. We really, really appreciate all of you guys' support. And uh, that is the best way to contribute to the show. And we got merch now. Ooh-wee. If you want some new, shiny new merch, like the Put It In My Eye Holes t-shirt, Choose your own character, whichever one you like, or hey, get both. You don't have to choose. Uh, you, we also have the fun Subtle. I Survived Nick booking. So for those patrons out there that had to sit through that for the for the better part of a year, uh, that is what it looks like right there. You guys can find the t-shirts at the links down below or just here in the live <laughs> chat. Hit exclamation merch. And a big shout out to Sir Ian Dangerous for his wonderful designs uh, on all of this merch. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, it's much appreciated. Uh, I believe that's it, so let's get out of here, mm. sir. My name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But my God! Somebody stop the damn man! This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.